Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Twin Peaks The Return Parts 1 and 2. There will be full spoilers after a couple of minutes. I Connor brought up the idea that it might be worth giving a quick spoiler-free thing for people who maybe haven't watched Twin Peaks and are wondering if they can jump in to the new season without... Uh... Or, or alternatively, just for people who have watched the the old show and are wondering you know is is this actually good uh i'm at yeah i suppose there could be some casual fans that feel that way i feel like most of the yeah yeah no i know what you mean they'll be bloodthirsty i think i think they're most likely but yeah so 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 the quick answer to that is no 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 no. do not jump to this go watch the old show yeah, this this will make no sense whatsoever. It barely makes sense to us, and we watch the old show. Go <laughs> go watch the oh, old show. We we were taking notes, and we just had to go through and decipher our own notes. Yeah, so I, I've got pages, pages of the notes here. Yeah, it, it's, it's as have I. It, it's just it's that type of show. I watch the original show. Watch Fire Walk with Me, which was the movie that came after. Uh, it's a prequel movie, but definitely watch it after because it spoils stuff in the show. Maybe yeah. go watch all our old reviews because we we watched it as for the first time and talked about it after each episode. Then maybe that maybe that would emulate the the conversation that you'd maybe have between episodes. Uh, yeah. So plug for our own videos there. But uh, otherwise, we're getting to full spoilers now. For I mean, just before oh. we do it, I think it was interesting that you mentioned you know Fire Walk with Me then because tonally, this that this this show is much more in line with that than the actual show. Uh, oh yeah, no, it is, and I think that's because this is not being. Oh, you're on, you're on network TV. You have to make this digestible to people. Yes. This is, this is purely unadulterated Lynch. Lynch went full Lynch, and I yeah, loved yeah. it. And I can see maybe some people who were fans of the show not liking that. Maybe it's too far for some people. I mean, not 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 us, obviously, but <laughs> I I can see some people having that reaction because, uh, like I said, the original show, the, a lot of, there was a lot of times where it was easily digestible. Still, there was lots of quirky things, whereas do, this do, doesn't do, really have as much of that. I don't think that's actually as much of a problem as you think it will be. I, I'm sure there'll be some, but yeah, kind of going back to my 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 main point about uh, you know fa- fans who want to know if it's any good to jump into. I feel like all the people who have been waiting for twenty years are the, exactly the sort of people. Who are okay with it going full lunch? No, no, I agree. It's more the people who maybe who watched it when it was on, or at some point they've watched it and you know they they, they liked it, but they maybe didn't love it, and then they've gone, oh, there's a new new show, maybe I'll check that out. Oh, and, sure. and for sure. those people, that, that, may, maybe this isn't for them. This is for the people who love Twin Peaks and loved yeah. it for all of the the Lynch reasons of Twin Peaks. Definitely. Um, that's what it is. So full spoilers from this point on for the return parts one and two. Uh, here, here we go. Okay, so should, should we tackle this chronologically? Oh yes, I think we should. Oh, I think thank that's... God. I was I was worried you might want to jump in the deep end, and I was like, I'm oh, not no. prepared for that. Oh no, no. chronologically, I I want to talk about every goddamn scene. I don't think yep. there's any stone I want to leave unturned. Um, so. I was actually about to skip something. I wanted to, we should mention it opens uh, with a a clip, a bit of footage yes. from the finale of season two, of the last episode. Uh, 
the perfect clip they could have put at the start uh, of this. The, the line that made us go crazy when we watched it just a week yeah. and a half ago. Yeah, the, the, the moment where Laura says, I'll see you in 25 years, which perfectly just, it's like, it's time. It's time. Yeah. You know, there's a little snap of the fingers, you know, the little kind of thing that going yeah. down the way. And she's like, meanwhile, freeze frame, we're going into it. Um, and then we get the, the episode one opening title sequence. And obviously we didn't know exactly how they were going to do this. Um, but much like Fire Walk With Me did, and obviously, I said full spoilers for this, obviously it's implied that there's going to be spoilers for the movie and the show up until yes. now as well. Uh, all of it's fair game. Um, but I remember in the movie how, how excited I was when it cut to the Twin Peaks sign and the music kicked in. Mm. And it had a very similar effect here where it was some very ominous shots. Some of it, and it was, I think it was pretty much all old footage and um, certainly the you know the shot of the girl running and uh yeah. the hallways definitely looked old and it you know goes up to the the image of laura the, the homecoming yeah, queen the, photo. The, the, the classic photo yeah um and it, there's there, that low lynch humming going on yeah. through all of this uh, there's a lot of that in this episode in fact if anything if there's any slight disappointment it's that there maybe wasn't enough synthy music <laughs> from from uh the composer yeah, there was long stretches of just silence. Yeah, which don't get me wrong, it did make it feel tense. Like it gave it this different air to it. It gave yeah. it this, and maybe it should feel tense because we don't have the same happy character. Yeah, the, the things are kind of in the shit right now. Uh, so, but no, it goes silent for a second, and then the first notes of the theme kick in as the title appears over it. And then it goes to a very similar, not the ex- the same as the, the original show, but similar kind of the waterfalls and yeah. The, the only one I was disappointed that wasn't there was you know the the sign the the welcome to, with the the population on. Yeah. I wanted to see what's the population now. That was an interesting choice. I'm not sure maybe why they decided to do that. Maybe I, I don't know. But obviously the one thing that's really different about it is that it goes into some shots of the red curtains and the floor from the the red room, yeah, and the black lodge. Um, that's fine. And actually, and after that, it actually no, it was before that. It was before the flashback. I think we we got the camera spinning around the floor, and it was like, "Good luck if you suffer from seizures or have a headache," because that yeah. was making my mind spin. Yeah, I, th- I think it was actually like a second or two of that that they used in the the credits. In the yeah, 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 they used that again in the credits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think it was the start where they went on for like a good, you know, a good, a good ten to twenty seconds. It was like a lot. Yeah, of yeah, spinning definitely. Um. So no, this is uh, so so far we've talked about old footage. This is how far we've gotten so far. <laughs> so the first news scene is in black and white. We're in what appears to be the Black Lodge, and the giant is sitting down across from Cooper in his suit. Yep, this appears to be our Cooper. It's in black and white, and the giant gives us some clues as he he has done in the past. Uh, and I have a theory that this scene actually doesn't take place chronologically with the rest of the episode. I agree with that. I think the black and white's a clue for a start. Yeah, of course. I also, I think this is later. I think this is after he gets out. I think this is him getting a message about trying to solve whatever he's trying to solve later down the line. Yeah, quite possibly. Because uh, he references things that we just don't understand yet. He he says, remember... Absolutely. He, he remember, says, remember 430. So yep. obviously we're going to be looking for that number everywhere now yeah um he says linda and richard uh two birds with one stone just to cut ahead with what was the number of the apartment 
It wasn't fourth. I, I checked. Was it not? I was because just thinking. I, behind the curtain here, I've watched these two episodes twice. <laughs> yes, I've only watched them once. I've literally just finished. Yeah. So I, I, on the second viewing, I was paying close attention to that apartment number. I can't remember what yeah. it was, but it wasn't that. Right. Uh, um, no, I, I actually got from the start. He starts with saying, it is in our house now. And Cooper mm. says, is it? And then he says, it cannot be said aloud now. It cannot be said aloud. Right. And that's when he goes into, remember 430, Richard and Linda, uh, two birds with one stone. And then the final point he makes is, you're far away. Yes. Uh, which, because my first viewing, I was thinking, oh, does that mean he's talking about the doppelganger? He's far away. But now, mm. now when I watched it again, I thought, oh, no, I think this actually isn't set chronologically. I'm wondering if this is... Yeah, I think he's telling him, no, you're outside now. Yeah. This is this is another one that you're getting in a dream kind of thing. Like, like yeah. we saw in the original show. Either in a dream or through a, another bridge, which we'll get to later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> um, so, yeah... Obviously, very cryptic, very lynching, and unlike the, I mean, not, I mean, the original giants were very cryptic, but some of them there was a bit more to go on as to what he was referring to. Whereas here, this is completely new information, all of it. Yeah, yeah. Before there were actual clues where, okay, these are clues that things are coming up that you can solve along with it. Whereas yeah. this was just here's some information. Like it, it's kind of like he's going to us. Hey, remember four hundred thirty? That's going to be important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the first scene we have after this is actually it's in, it's in, in the woods and we find Jacoby uh, yes. our psychiatrist who I'm glad to let him wear the same glasses because it, it, it easily lets you know who he is doesn't yeah, it because I didn't I didn't really realise because obviously it's, it's 25 years a lot of people look older and different you know he's yeah there was a couple who if they didn't tell me the name I wouldn't just gone I, I would never have known hmm. and uh, he and again that's, that's another very cryptic scene he he so, so a guy's delivering a big box of shovels, hmm. and he's taking his shovels because he wants to bury some. He, he says he doesn't want help; he's going to do it himself. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have little to talk about this scene. I, I don't know. Obviously, it's more just we need to we need to mention that this happened because I'm sure it's going to be important. Because yeah, why else would they show us? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be relevant later. Uh, but it, certainly on its own, I, I mean, obviously. Burying your sins, burying your past. There's a lot of maybe things that you sort of jump to. Just what would the obvious metaphor be, depending on where this goes? But uh, bur- burying the the sins of the town, uh, you know, yeah. given that things are about to get or digging things back up because we're coming back to Twin Peaks and we're done. yeah, yeah. Do you know this is one of those scenes where it told me how different this was from the the original show straight mm-hmm. away because in the original show I'd have written this off as gone. Ah, oh, it's just this this quirky little thing that's going on because. Mm. That's kind of what a lot of things were then. Yeah, stuff Whereas like the, now the, the Dean going, plots and stuff like that. It, it was very much, oh, this is just a thing on its own. Yeah, whereas now I'm looking at this going, no, 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 no. There's no time for any of that bullshit anymore. Everything means something. Yeah. No, I, I feel that way. I think one, one of the things I want to put, I didn't notice it as much in the black and white scene because it was, well, it was black and white. Uh, but certainly the the visual look of, the, of this new show, this new season, mm. um, it's, it definitely feels in line with what Lynch has went to uh, in recent years. And obviously the last time he made that movie was Inland Empire. Inland Empire is notorious because he shot it on like shitty consumer-grade like video cameras. And it looks like intentionally terrible. Like, that's kind of the point. Uh, 
and this has a weird look to it because it is shot on what looks like to me digital video rather than HD digital video. I mean, it looks you know it's high quality, but yeah. it doesn't look like film. It doesn't have that feel to it. And no, it, I agree. It gives it this weird kind of visual sense uh, that feels different. It, you know, documentary esque almost. Um, hmm. And the thing with Lynch is, is he knows what he's doing. He's picked this. He's he's intentionally said he wants this. Yeah, if I had to sum it up in a, in a word, I think I'd say it looks raw. It, yeah, it looks raw. You're right, it does. Uh, I think, not to skip ahead to the scene itself, but the scene, when we see Ben's office and the, the sunlight's hitting him, it feels unfiltered. Yeah. Uh, almost to a point where I'm like, oh, does this make this look cheap? I, I don't know if I, I can't decide. Yeah, it yeah, it feels like it's not had the work done to it yet, doesn't it? Yeah. That said, though, uh, it's something that if, if I thought it a few times early on, that those thoughts went away as the episode progressed. Like I never, I was never thinking that anywhere in the second half. Or the only times it really stood out to me later on was when we cut to the cityscape shots of New York. Well, let's talk about the cityscapes because yeah, cause that's what comes next. That is pretty much what comes next. I, I actually, no, the fight. So we get this, the city of New York, right? And there's this really odd quality to it, where it feels kind of fake, but it's really beautiful. Yeah, right? definitely. It looks pretty, because I was like, this looks weird, like, but it, this, you know, the glow of it, the, the feel of the city, uh, and then the next shot where we cut to this building, and the camera's going up, I'm like, okay, this one looks really kind of dodgy in a sort of fake way, because it just looks unnatural. But mm. at the same time, there's kind of like an intentional thing to it. Like I almost feel like there is there is one visual effect later on that I think does just look a bit ropey, in an I, unintentional I way. But yeah. I feel like this one oddly feels intentional. Like that he wanted it to feel this way. Yeah, it's kind of like going, "Hey, this isn't quite right. This place is wrong." Yeah, yeah. That's what it says to you, isn't it? So, but no, very pretty. But we we go into this this mysterious room and it's in a, in a skyscraper, and there's a hole in the wall. That has like a sort of almost glass tubing into a glass box in a room, and there's a series of cameras watching the glass box, and there's a man watching the glass box who's across the room, up a little stair stairway and a little platform and a little you know comfy chair, and he's just staring intently at it. It's worth noting because I actually was paying attention the second time looking for names. We never actually find out his name. Yeah, and I think that's interesting because we find out literally everyone else's name. Yeah, because obviously uh, this girl comes by Tracy, who clearly has a crush on him. He seems to like her, and she brings him coffee. But and she's like, "Okay, oh, I come in and just sit with you for a while." And he's like, "No, you're not like because we have that intense security guard who's just staring at them the entire time." And uh, but what I like about this means this this is you can tell this is Lynch not being held back by network TV, where he's like, "No, no, no, I want this entire scene showing what he does in this room to play out." Like very in, like steady paced, where everything yeah, it's, it's it's almost real time of like three minutes of just us watching him watch yeah. this box, and that low hum, just sort of accompanying it, just to make it feel like there's something ominous about this whole thing, but you don't know what it is. Yeah, you see him change an SD card in the camera. The idea that obviously whoever's doing this wants them to be recording at all times, and he yes. t- takes the camera and he puts it in. Uh, and these little container that's got all this, the foam, you can see that there's dozens of cards in there. There's lots of compartments, and you can tell there's so much footage. And obviously, at this point, you're going, 
I, there's nothing to go on. I was like, what is this glass box? Yeah, it looks like just a glass box, just yeah. in the side of a building for some reason. Yeah, and obviously, this is where maybe the, the sort of the Lynchian style of acting comes in, which I feel like wasn't as prominent in Twin Peaks. You know, when he's talking to Tracy, there's this stilty delivery to the dialogue that again makes you feel kind of raw. Yeah, it's it's just it feels like a natural conversation between yeah. two people, but it's not what you think of as a TV conversation. So yeah. it feels odd to watch. Yeah. But, I mean, as a fan of Lynch, as someone who's watched a lot of his movies, this is, this feels later, like later years Lynch kind of thing. Uh, and a bit later, we're talking about Holland Drive and Inland Empire, because that was, you know, the last time he made a movie was 2006, uh, or yeah. 2007. Um, yeah, and it's not like he's making any more. Which is, which is partly why this feels so special. It's like an 18-hour David Lynch movie. It, it kind of does feel like it is just one big movie. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't feel like episodes of a TV show at all. And it also, it also feels like a weird culmination. Obviously, there'll be different bits we get to uh, as we go throughout. But I, I felt moments were reminding me of certain movies. I felt some scenes reminded me of Mulholland Drive. There were some scenes that were making me think of a Razorhead. Uh, there was some that made me think of Inland Empire. Uh, like, like I f- it feels like a culmination of his entire body. Because he's a director who's worked with a lot of the same themes. The idea of two sides to one person is a recurring theme throughout a lot of his movies. And, mm. and obviously Twin Peaks like it's a recurring thing the idea of a mysterious key or an object recurring thing it almost feels like this is like right I've been saying really one thing with my entire career I'm about to just give my final masterpiece and just it does make you wonder if this is going to be his, his final works I mean he's 71 I mean uh, yeah exactly so if he wants to retire and stick because he does a lot of painting he likes to make music and stuff now that's what yeah. he's been kind of doing with himself for the last 10 years uh, and you know what like I would rather he go out in his own terms, make something he wants to make that he's passionate about, and just leave it there. And like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going to do, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be Ridley Scott and desecrate my own work. Yeah, you, you can respect that, can't you? You go, no, I've got an idea. I'm going to tell it, but after that, I've, I've said everything I have to say. Is kind of what it feels like. Like you say, he uses mm. a lot of the same themes, and this feels like just capping it all into one piece and going, right, this is it. Yeah. Uh, so no, so they, they, Tracy and this, Tracy and the, the box man, or Tracy's boyfriend, we'll call him. Uh, he he, you know, they crack a little joke about her trying to like sneak a peek at the code when he's trying to get in. Yeah, and I was proper going right. Is she playing him? Is she just trying to get into this room? Yeah, I thought that for a long time. Well. Or is she actually there because she likes him? I couldn't tell for a long time. Yeah, uh, so. We'll leave that for now, because we'll come back to that in a little bit. Uh, not, not by much, admittedly. There's, there's one scene I've got written down here in between. is uh, Ben and Jerry. Yeah, and, and Ben, like, okay, this is one of those guys that's, you know, he's aged, and I, I wouldn't have recognised him. He was sat at the desk, so I was like, ah, oh, it must be Ben. Uh, I actually, I, I did recognise him. Uh, but I think if I didn't, I would have known as soon as he spoke. I think his voice is yeah. the exact oh, same. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But... Jerry, on the other hand, as soon as oh, he yeah. comes in, it's like, oh, that's Jerry. Well, what's funny is he looks more different than he does, but again, it's the voice. The voice is the exact same. It's, it's, the, it's the persona. I've also not seen uh, David Patrick Kelly in anything. Like, I don't think I've seen him anything post-Twin Peaks. Because I know him from Commando first, because I, I knew him growing yeah, up yeah. watching Commando. And then I've seen him in Twin Peaks, that's cool. I like him. Uh, but yeah, he looks... <laughs> he's got you know, a big white Santa beard. He's looking like a hobo. But it's the persona, isn't it? Yeah. When he comes in and he's got the food and it's like, 
That's Jerry. Yeah, he's apparently in the legal weed business now. He's he's making a making a profit. Uh, uh, ben gave up the carrots. He's back on the cigars. Uh, although he seems to still be in his noble kind of phase because he does because he's treating them well. He's like, nah, you gotta have some respect. Yeah, because uh, Jerry's all you know. He's not sleeping with a new girl yet. Uh, and as he points out, uh, he shouldn't call her a girl because because of her her age clearly. And it's actually Judd, who is you know middle aged. Uh, and again, that's a pretty big name who's just see, at least for now in a really small role. Because yeah. I actually did like a double take. She walked in and I went, "Is that actually Judd?" Oh, it is. It is Ashley Judd. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, so I want to just, uh, you know, you said, oh, he seems to be in his noble phase. Mm. Given that it's been 25 years, I'm not sure it's fair to call it a okay, phase. Not, okay, maybe not phase. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the idea that some State, of those. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, so, some of the changes he made where he became a better person seem to have stuck, even if he's still on the cigars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but no, and. Yeah, I, I felt like this scene was mostly just catching up with uh, this. Uh, there was a funny little line, though, where. Uh, uh, Ashley Judge's character is called Beverly, who's sort of the, I, I guess, the person who's running the hotel for him uh, at this point. Yeah. Uh, where she dro- she covertly drops a C-bomb into a sentence with referring to the guest she has to go and speak to. And she's like, no, how did the skunk get in there? Because uh, apparently that's what she was complaining about. But I, I think that scene, that, that's probably the first scene where I'm like, oh, right, okay, they're making use of the fact they're not on network now. They're going to be saying, showing things that they want to. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not the first, and it's, de- well, it might be the first, it's definitely not the only time in these episodes oh, that course, you go, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's, de- I mean, definitely F-bombs later, there's definitely nudity later, there's, you know, and even just the violence, the, the, the yeah. gore is... <laughs> Again, that's another sort of reason why it feels closer to uh, Firewalk with me, because it's like, you know, that, that was very much, you know, this is unshackled. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like this makes sense again, given where the plot is, given where we are. Absolutely, it makes sense. It, it, that this is darker. It, it can't be light and happy-go-lucky when when we have no hero right now. I think we will get some of that though. I feel like I feel like there will be some fun if because I I do honestly expect Cooper to get out early on because I feel like that's what the show is going to be. Is Cooper's going to be out and dealing with everything? I can see it being the middle. Maybe the middle. I don't think it'll be the end though. And I think no. some of the light fun stuff will come about when Cooper's back in the town, and he's also been gone for twenty five years. So I can see Cooper going, "Oh, this internet's changed a lot." <laughs> like, yeah. You know, things like that. Like I could see a lot of the fish out of water stuff. Being... Do you know, I was just thinking one of my, I'd say, problems. It's not really a problem. Was uh, we didn't really see much of Twin Peaks itself. We didn't see much of the town in these episodes. We didn't. And and I was just gonna say. I think they're saving it for when Coop gets back. I, I think that so too. that we can we can experience it with him. And on, honestly, even even beyond that, I feel like the episode itself feels like it's sort of it's built towards going to Twin Peaks. There's a couple of seasons to like because we need a couple of things from Twin Peaks. But yeah, I feel like even the way the, the the second part ends, it feels like oh, this is us now just getting to Twin Peaks in terms of what's going on. Like, and we'll talk about that as we get there, but. Uh, man, this is going to be the longest. This is going to be a long one. Yeah. Uh, right. This is what happens when they give us two solid hours. I know, I know, and it's more packed as well because it feels like everything does is important and means something. Right, so we go back to New York. We go back to the box man, and one one of the cool things they really did here to set up this is that the first time you hear the elevator noise because it's one of these old timey elevators with the alarm that goes off yeah. and it's got the, the shutter Fre- door. A, a freight elevator. Yeah, yeah. It's one of these elevators that I associate in big buildings in New York, even though you get them everywhere. I associate it. No, because, you're right. I do as well. 
It, do you know what it is? It's because it seems like a lot of old buildings in New York have them in, like, in apartment buildings, where and not just in places where you'd expect them to have like a, an elevator like this. Yeah, you're right. Um, but it has this elevator, and you hear it like off in the distance, you know, and when he's in the room. So this second time, like he's changing the, the, the SD card, you hear it, and you know she's coming. You know what it means this time. And he goes. He immediately starts like leaving to go there, and this is when things get mysterious because they go out, and the security guard's just not there, and he doesn't know why he's not there. She's like, no yeah. one's here, and they're like, oh, this is strange. Uh, what's going on? And checks the bathroom, not there. And they go in. They go into the. She, or she's like, oh, does this mean I can come in and stay he's with like, you well, for a bit? There's no one to stop you. Yeah, and he, he, does, he just pointed out something I thought of. Yeah, but what if he's back? What if the guard's back when you try to leave? Like, you'll still get into trouble. He's like, oh, let's not overthink this gift. Let's just, mm. let's just go with it. Uh, she wants in that room. Yeah, he, that was maybe the biggest evidence. Was like, oh, is she up to something? And I don't actually think she was, given where it goes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, 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 I think it is just a genuine attraction between them, and she is, she just does really like them, uh, like him. So they go in, and we get a, lot, a couple of tidbits. He doesn't even know what this box is. This is just a job for him. He he's been paid by some secret millionaire. He doesn't know who it is yep. to keep track of this box. The the millionaire believes they saw something in it once. Yeah, the the person who was there before him said they saw something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean that itself is mysterious. And he, so here's the thing: so they, they go up and sit down, and they're both staring. It's again very intentionally paced that you can feel the real time and the sort of they're looking at the box. Then it cuts to the box. And then obviously they kiss and she's like, oh, do you want to make out for a little bit? And she's like, what do you think? And she starts to strip, yeah, here's some nudity. But they start making out. And do you know what the thing is? As soon as this started, as soon as they started like kissing, I went, this is going to cause something that's about to happen in that box. Yeah, you're like, okay, he, he's taking his eye off the ball now. Well, so- I, I, that's not how I was thinking actually. Is that it was, It's not that he was taking his eye off of it. I read it as, well, you know how in, you know, in the old show? Yeah. Uh, evil acts bring about the Black Lodge, you know, love brings about the White Lodge. I was thinking that the passion was going to give a reaction. No, oh, okay. That it was the passion itself, it was the, the act of love and lust. I, I was thinking given, you know, you know it's like the, the whole, uh, a watch pot never boils. Yeah. And it's as soon as he takes his out, as soon as he's not concentrating on it, that's when things happen. And there's something towards the end of the episode that maybe adds to that for me as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I do like your idea as well, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I. No. I, I, that was how I was reading that because I immediately thought something was going to happen because there were there were being lustful. There were being. But that, that, that's a good point. It's like, is it coincidence or is it a cause? Yeah. I was. I was looking at it as cause and effect. Mm, okay. Um, and then, and I think up until this point, okay, there's some mysterious stuff. I was enjoying it because I like Lynch, but I think this is the point where, oh boy. This is where the show just became where it is, and yeah, yeah. why, why I, I you should say, be excited. Up till now, I have a page and a half of notes. That, I mean, there is a scene we've, we've skipped here, but we'll get to that in a minute. But when this happens now, my notes, I literally just put, okay then. And <laughs> I was like, I'll know what that means. Oh, God. So so the box gets darker, and then you, you see like a sort of white figure in the yes. box seemingly naked looks female it's shaking it's shaking a lot so it's hard to get a, a fix and yeah things. yeah it's, it's it's very fuzzy but it seems to be missing part of its face it seems to be missing an eye specifically mm. 
<laughs> and I wasn't thinking Nadine, even though it was a funny thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's shaking, and they, they notice it. They, you know, he's, he notices it first. And like, stop, stop! Like, and she like turns around. And she's looking at it, and it shakes violently, and it hits the glass. And you know that scares the shit out of them. And this is terrifying for us, I think, as well. It's, it's just creepy yeah. as shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it's almost a shame that Lynch has never just done a straight horror movie because I feel like he. He he gets dreading creepiness like no one does. He does, but I feel like maybe he he just has no interest in it because he Probably. just uses it so well in in anything else. Yeah, just have the horror. Maybe the horror is more effective because it is in something that doesn't have it all the time. It is not yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but it breaks the glass and it comes shimmering towards them, and then it's sort of shaking in front of them, so you can only make out part of it, but you can see it slicing them repeatedly, yeah, presumably with hear, the broken you can glass. Hear the slashing and yeah. and you can. See, see the, blood. the blood. Yeah, the red's what sticks out. And that's how they see the end. It is absolutely, it is like proper nightmare fuel. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah, like I said, my notes just said, okay then. And I was uh, like, I, I, that's enough. And I feel like, okay, let's say Cooper gets out. Let's say they somehow either deal with Bob, you know, you know, Bob Cooper, Cooper Bob. Doppelbob. Doppelcoop. Doppelcoop. Yeah. Yeah, coop ganger, not double coop. Uh, so let's say they deal with that, but it feels like oh no, there's a bigger thing to deal with here. There's a bigger, and obviously I'm expecting this to somehow connect to the Twin Peaks mythology. Obviously at this point, I don't know how. Yeah, but, yeah, but everything points to it will connect. Yeah, um, but fantastic scene, and this is actually one that because I uh, I said to Connor before he watched it, I had a, I had a weird point to make about the teaser trailer they put out. They just showed you like still images almost of various yeah. things, um, and obviously it comes out to play again later. But I feel like mo- most of the new characters in that that teaser that they show us and they go, "Oh, there's a new character." There's another new character. Almost all of them die in the first episodes. I can't remember the trailer well enough to to. We see, we see Boxman. Boxman. We see him staring at the. We don't see what he's staring at, but we see him staring. Okay. So he, he he's dead. There's another big example I have from later on as well. But it was this okay. intro, and I, I just thought, so not only did that trailer reveal nothing, even the new faces that they'd show you don't even last long. It's like, the rest of it now is even more mysterious. Yeah, I do want to question, though, are both of them dead? Um, oh, no, to mean, be fair, yeah. I mean, just because they're dead doesn't mean we're not going to see them again. <laughs> well, well, no, no, but even that, I mean, we, we see them bleeding, but we don't see them dead. Oh, true, and, true. And there is a line later on that makes me think maybe she survived. Okay. Okay. Well, well, yeah. All we'll right, get okay. to that scene yeah. when point, we get there. Point nine when you get to. What did we miss? Did we miss the Lucy scene? Is that what you were talking about? Uh, no, we missed uh, the the first time we see uh, Doppelcoop. That happens before oh, this. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, yeah. Because um, we see the 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 sexy Mercedes. I think it was a nice nice SLK. E- and then <laughs> out he steps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I think we did skip the Lucy scene then, because the Lucy scene is before that. There's a loose scene before that as well. Yeah, because I remember ending from the Lucy scene and then it goes into that music, that, that loud Ah, drums, yeah, you're right. As, it's, uh, as the car's going down the road and it's dark and it's just the light, the headlights lighting the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. It basically, basically, this scene is uh, Doppelcoop retrieving a couple of people uh, yeah. to help with whatever he's doing. Uh, we see he's a bit of a badass because he's uh, it, it, the, the guy at the door who tries to you know threaten them with a shotgun gets his ass kicked. And Twice. Twice and both in very swift movements. He, you yeah. know, he barely has to try. He just kind of yeah. Hits so, him. Uh, uh, just uh, on a visual point, 
Yeah. I love that he's got long hair. Is this Bob Lake? Yeah, yeah, he's the long-haired man. Yeah, but you know, even the way the hair like goes back, it's, it's kind of like Bob's hair. It is, it is, yeah. Uh, even the way he carries himself, every so often he'll be stood in the corner of a room, and he'll just be stood there the same way, you know, how often we saw Bob just mm-hmm. in the corner of a room, just stood there watching. It was very similar to that. Yeah, and obviously the actor who uh, played Bob uh, passed away uh, yes. in, the, in the 90s, so we couldn't have him back. Uh, so this is you know a good way of honouring kind of what he did is you know giving the performance through whoever he's he's possessing. Yeah. Uh, so that's so no, that's a good that's a good thing. And I, again, this is another really weirdly lynching scene where yeah, I think the name of Otis, the guy he's talking to, is drinking yep. something out of a jar, and he's just got this weird smell in his face, and it's just this awkward silence, and there's there's a uh, you know people in the corner just watching. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, they were weird. Yeah. <laughs> and we get you know just the, the people come out that you know uh, uh, Daria and uh, Ray. Yeah, first we have a, I believe her name was Beulah, and he and he asks her to to get Ray and Daria. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've nothing to say about Beulah or Otis yet. I mean, it's we'll see if yeah, they pop up again. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know if they'll show back up at this point. <laughs> they yeah. could be just those people that you know they're, they're the sort of people who could just be there to do this and that's it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, what's interesting actually is if if you do watch this split up, uh, this is the only time you see Doppelkoop in the first episode. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you don't see him again until uh, part two. So just just worth mentioning. Just worth mentioning. Um, so this is actually where we get to kind of. It's almost like the first half of the first part is about this box. You know, that's the main plot we're kind of focused on. Even though it's only two scenes, it feels like the main thing, and yeah. then it shifts to a new plot. Uh, yeah, this is where we moved to South Dakota. Which does feel connected, uh, mainly because when they find the corpse's head, it looks like the head of the thing that attacked Yes. Tracy and Boxman. It's also just the, the idea of this finding this corpse is reminiscent of Laura Palmer. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah just this is, you know, It feels connected in that sense as well to the overall show, because I feel like this going to this completely different location with this whole new case, that could oh, yeah. just feel like... Oh, what's this for? Oh yeah, I I just mean it actually goes straight from the scene where, it ha- you know that happens to Tracy and Boxman to Dakota, and then it ends with the finding this this corpse, well head and second corpse, uh, and then, you know the way the eyes missing it was very reminiscent, for at least from what I can see of that that white figure who attacked them. Yeah, it, it was very you reminiscent. Can't re- really can't see much. No, uh, which obviously leads to like, all right, so did. She, so someone's killed her violently and she's became this vengeful spirit or something, you know, you, you, your head starts racing with this stuff. But let's not gloss over how we get to that body because the whole thing, again, is very Lynch. It's, it's very the, the Lynch style of comedy where we have this neighbour who keeps forgetting things. She's very like forgetful. Like her own address. Like her own address. She forgets that she has the key. So when the police show up and they're getting annoyed because she keeps not getting to the point, she keeps saying like, Oh, such and such has the key. Ah, oh, but the, he's out of town. He's at the hospital. He's at the mental hospital. Oh, but his brother has a key. I don't know his brother. Maybe, maybe the, the, the repair man knows his brother. He's you know the superintendent. His name was Hank. Hank. Oh yeah, I've got a bunch of names written down. I got, I got Hank. I got Chip. I got Harvey. <laughs> I remembered Hank because well, Hank. Yeah. Um. So they go out uh, and they find Hank uh, behind the building. And he's like, oh, 
the, the Harvey sends you, he's all nervous and he's like, oh no, I don't know anything about this. And the police don't even aren't even interested in him because the, the neighbour comes back out and says, oh, by the way, I, I water a plant, so I've got a key. Yeah, and he's like, am I, am I free to go? He says that repeatedly. Obviously, honestly, I expect to see him again, but the biggest thing I want to point out about Hank is the giant-ass smartphone he was using in the following scene when he was uh, tr- contacting uh, Harvey. Yeah, that's fair. It was like a brick. Yes, it was. And it was just there. Uh, like, like we wouldn't notice this giant-ass phone. I think that was probably the point. Go, hey, look, we can have phones now. <laughs> yeah, but other characters use normal-sized phones. They do, but they just wanted one, so you, you're aware. <laughs> well, you think that was the point of the giant phone, is to t- show the audience that we have smartphones now so the characters can use them? Maybe. <laughs> uh, Some people just like big phones. What, what can I say? So, so they get in, they find the body. Uh, detective shows up. Uh, I think his last name, but his name's Dave. Uh, and Constance, who's like the CSI uh, forensic specialist, is in doing her business. Who's played by an actress who I, I don't know the name of the actress, but I recognised her. And I had to think about where I knew her from. She was on Frasier. She dated Niles for a season on Frasier. In case anyone's thinking, I know her face from somewhere. It might be that because that's Good where memory. I know her from. Um, but yeah, so so they, they left the cover up and. It's a different body. This is where I was speaking about the dodgy special effect that didn't quite look just intentional. Yeah. Because uh, it appears to be like CG, this body, and it just kind of looks a bit weird. Yeah, it's, it's it's meant to look bloated, but it just looks strange. Yeah, it, it looks like it's not really on the bed. Uh, but, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to harp on it too much. Uh, but obviously that sets up, okay, right, so we've got two bodies then. We've got a head and a, a body. And what's going on? And... Uh, so yeah, and and where's the rest of her body, and where's his head? Hmm. Log lady calls Hawk, and I, I I think I want to point out here is uh, when I was watching her scenes in these two parts, I was and she's got like her respirator in and all that, and she's uh, she looks sort of weak, and I was like, this doesn't feel like an acting choice. This feels like she actually is just this way, and this is how they'll fit her into the show. And I looked it up, and she the actress passed away uh, mm. while they were filming. Um, so it's a shame it, it makes these scenes especially sad especially when she says later on I'm too weak to go with you and it's like oh yeah. you, you feel it a little bit um, can I just say did, did we know her name was Margaret because yeah like, we did Hawk was saying it a lot and I was like I don't remember because obviously we always just think of her as Log Lady yeah no I I remember I'm pretty sure Truman introduced her as that but and then said but we just call her Log Lady so that from then on it was just Log Lady yeah yeah uh, but I've, I've never heard someone say her actual name as much as Hawk did so so much so that uh, in the credits they put in brackets a uh, log lady <laughs> next to her character name because yeah. that's what people really know her as. Um, but he she calls says, oh my log's got a message for you. Yeah. And he's like, oh aye. <laughs> what's what's that then? <laughs> and she's like, oh it's to do with Cooper. And she says something is missing and you have to find it. Mm. It's to do with Agent Cooper. And the way you'll find it has to do with your heritage. There you go. There, there you go, word for word. You don't note down the whole thing. Uh, did. Yeah, which obviously, we're like, okay, yeah, what do they know about Cooper actually right now? That is my first thought watching the scene. Like, how much do they know? And obviously, we find out later on, for them, he's just been missing for decades. But, like, yeah. uh, so, and that's all you get in that scene. Uh, obviously, it comes back into play later, but that's all you get for that scene. Um, so, we go back to. Back to the uh, yeah. the case. 
yeah, we get we, we get the identification of the the head. Her name was you know Ruth Davenport, and they confirm that was her. And the body is male, but they do not know who. Yes, yes, um, and they also they look up they find fingerprints in the in the apartment. They look it up, and it turns out to be a Bill Hastings, who's a principal at the local high school. Uh, yes, because. Uh, uh, the forensic uh, Constance, she recognizes him because like her kid goes to that school. She's like, "Oh, I know who that is." What the hell? Yeah, yeah. He seems he seems to be a you know well-known figure in the community. Yeah, uh, and uh, it turns out uh, Dave also is friends with him. He went to high school with him, uh, so he's yes. known him a long time. So we, we we go to his house and he arrests her. One point I want to arrest her, arrest him. One point I want to think is their their knocker on the door was a wolf. I noticed that as well. And I thought it was especially strange they opted not to use the knocker. Don't you know? Don't want to disturb the wolf. Hmm. Yeah. Because because obviously it's right there. That's what it's for. But no, they still knocked on the door with the hand. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. So. Yeah. So that's all. He gets arrested. He says, "Oh, I didn't do anything wrong." You know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Called called George. Should we find out later? Is he's a lawyer? I would just want to point out his wife is especially strange. Like, or even then in that scene, because I wrote down as a quote, as they're taking him away, she just shouts out, but the Morgans are coming for dinner. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's what she's concerned about. Yeah, that's, that's what I get again, a very sort of David Lynch kind of a moment. I, I, uh, I, yeah. So <laughs> that was, that, that was, kind of, I didn't have a lot of notes for a lot of the rest of the, this specific episode because it, it kind of just followed on from there for the most part through this this plotline uh, where he's, he's he's in the holding you know interrogation room and he goes and talks to him and he asks him all these questions like when was the last time you seen Ruth have you ever do you know her very well and he's like oh I recognise the name she's a the, the librarian kind, yeah. kind of thing uh, he works at the school but he, you know he doesn't, he's not formal with her and you can tell that when he asks he, he, he points out Oh wait, you're you'd had a meeting till half nine, then get home till twenty past ten. Is that normal amount of time it takes to get home? And you can tell. Oh wait, there's something he doesn't want people to know. And he, he kind of a he gives the excuse. Oh, I gave my assistant a, a ride home. You kind of think. Oh, he's probably having an affair, and that seems to be the case. The more we learn about him. Yeah. Um, and obviously he he event the detective eventually says to him, "Look, she's turned up dead. Your fingerprints are all over that room." And he freaks out. He wants a lawyer. Um, the thing is, though, is I do believe him. I do as well, based on a scene in the next episode. Yes, yes. But, like, even at this scene, I was kind of like, I do get the feeling, like, the fact that his fingerprint's there to, in Twin Peaks says to me he didn't do it. <laughs> I know that's yeah, really... Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Yeah. It was like, no, this is too clean. Yeah, it's not him. Uh, but obviously... Obviously, peaks being peaks, uh, it's a thing. But we actually they, they get a warrant and they go they go to his house and like, they say his wife we're going to search is that his car and they, ser- they search his car. Now what, a couple of things. It's obviously in the in the trunk, the book. They they find a bit of flesh and one thing I really put point out about this scene that I really liked, a great bit of foreshadowing that set that hints at what's going on as, as to who might be involved. The detective's torch, his flashlight isn't working properly and yeah, it's flickering. It's just- it's such a great little touch, isn't it? It's flickering, just like just when Bob's showing up, you know, in in the the red room or whatever, we get flashing lights. That that is a thing that we've seen. It's a sign that he's coming, yeah. and even if it's not specifically him, 
it means that someone from the Lodge, some evil force from the Black Lodge, is responsible, if not directly him. I mean, it probably is him. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm saying... Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, the things that we learn later on imply that it's his doing, if not directly him, that did it. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, the reason why I say not necessarily him is because we also see in Firewalk with me that we also get a flashing light even if like an angel from the White Lodge shows up. So I think it's a, a a denominator of anyone who comes from that part, you know, that 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 other world. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's yeah. not necessarily that they're they're doing it, but something left the lodge. Yes, yeah, that's what I got from that scene, uh, and that's actually the scene that ends the the episode. If you're uh, watching them split up. Yeah, what a little bit. Obviously, we we talked about how um, the we learn a little bit more about how they know how long Cooper's been gone in Twin Peaks. We get that little scene with uh, Andy and Lucy. Yeah, yeah, we skipped over that. And, yeah. and, and you know, there's not much there. We just learn. Oh yeah, they've got, they've got the kid. It's called Wally. Yeah, um, twenty four years old, which sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, and, and Hawk's like, hey, we'll do this. We've got to go through all these files. I'll bring the donuts. I was like. Some things have not changed. <laughs> Still Twin Peaks. I, I like that he's like, we're going to look through these files. He trusts the log lady enough that he's going to investigate this. He has a feeling that there's something up. And he gets them. I will point out again with Andy. I mean, he still looks, you can still tell it's Andy easily, but his voice has not changed at all. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lucy, actually. Lucy and Andy sound like Lucy and Andy. Lucy's pretty changed one of the least, actually. Like, she's immediately recognisable. Yeah, yeah few wrinkles but she looks she looks like her yeah yeah definitely yeah. and he obviously you know he's lost some hair got a bit of a pop belly yeah yeah but yeah that, that, that's normal as, as you get older that that, that feels like it does be fair though andy's hair was never that healthy looking in the original it, show anyway it, it wasn't but it just feels like you know he he's he's had his fair share of donuts oh yeah he has yeah and, and, to be and fair, i do not blame him. with the table of donuts that lucy puts out in that that police station <laughs> I, it does not surprise me that uh he's put on a bit of weight yeah yeah if that's what she does at work just imagine what he has at home yeah we actually we glossed over uh lucy's actual first scene we mentioned it happened we never mentioned what it was <laughs> uh, right there was a guy who comes into the station asking for sheriff truman and she says which one one is sick one is fishing um, now I know the actor who played Truman uh, is retired. It's not a bad news, unlike some of the other ones where they've passed away. This is just he's retired; mm. he's not acting anymore. Um, and I, I, I feel like we're going to get uh, his brother as a as a character. Uh, that's why she says which one. I feel like he's going to have a brother who's also a sheriff and brother or son. I mean, son would uh, be a bit young son. to be sheriff, I guess. But yeah, he didn't have a kid. In the he didn't. Show. But I mean, you know, a couple of years. It, it, it could be, you know, twenty-two. I'm going to say three. But it did, yeah. That's still young. Because Hawk would be sheriff, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because uh, Hawk's clearly in charge when the sheriff's not around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the the deputy sheriff now. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's not letting Andy call the shots because, well, I mean, the, the town would be on fire, but they too. That's ambitious. I think they. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, so he he leaves his card and listens yeah, he's, to this he says confused. he's there for insurance. And do you know what this scene actually reminded me a lot of? Mm. The the scene where the one armed man comes the first time to see the sheriff. You know, mm. he's like he wants to sell shoes. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see it. I can see and it. it was reminding me a lot of that in just the way it was set up and you know the way it was there. But the sheriff was out and he's like, no, I, you know, I, I want to do this. You know, time to get in touch. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's fair so i think uh to sort of sum up this first part of it then 
this episode. On a horror level, the the sense of dread, the sense of mystery about this new threat, and then the the you know the little connection to this murder, uh, I think fascinating. Uh, I mean, yes. I, I, I don't want to just it's weird to start just the first part because really it's one whole you know two parter, but uh, no. But it is still part one. So no, I uh, I approve so far. I I was into it. As was I. I was very much into it, and I do, I do feel like a big chunk of this first part is going to be a lot like uh, the opening to Firewall with me, in the sense that we're going to get to Twin Peaks proper a bit later, and I feel like we're still in this phase of introducing all these elements. I feel like all all roads are going to lead to Twin Peaks as we get further down. Yeah, yeah, the this, story. this is sort of the way where this does feel like Firewall with me is is important in the sense that you know it establishes. Oh, just wait, these, just these... wait until you get to part two. No, no, I just mean, yeah. in the sense that that established that these other cases, that, you know, the Blue Rose cases, stuff goes yeah. on, and, and they investigate all over the country. This kind of feels like that as well, where, <coughs> okay, we're in South Dakota, <coughs> this is weird, but we're related. Actually, uh, the scene where the detectives or the policemen find the body in the apartment building, that reminded me a lot of Mulholland Drive. I was feeling such Mulholland Drive vibes in that scene. Yeah, you're right. It's the way that, you know, when they, where it looks over to the bedroom, you can yeah. just see the edge, and then and he's it, like, even oh, Even just the, the, the blue thing in the, the, the table... The, yeah. the bedside table reminded me of like the blue box from Mulholland Drive I was just getting a lot of Mulholland Drive vibes maybe maybe because it was in a, a location I mean obviously it's in Dakota and not uh, LA but it was, it was a sunny day so it felt like it could have been LA almost sure you know uh, I mean, we'll see this one apartment building <laughs> it's not like in no, no, that's of, true. Uh, the whole thing so was it north or south Dakota I can't remember south south Ah, whatever. As uh, John Oliver says, that's why you have two Dakotas. In case one one goes missing, you've still got the other one. Exactly. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, do you know what's amazing? Is, uh, I'm still on the first page of my notes. Most I have more notes for, for part two than I do part one. I went through you know, three pages of notes, yeah. but I've still got... another six pages. Jo- jo- oh, Jesus. Jo- I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a slightly smaller size paper. Oh, that's fair. Because fair. Fair. Um, I think as we get to episode two, there was a lot more in the, the lodge, the red room. And I was worried that a lot of that was going to blend together and I wasn't going to remember details. So I got really... On my second viewing, that is the first viewing, I just paid attention. Like, Oh, no. This is why my writing's such a mess. It's what I do when I'm in the cinema as well. Like, I can't see what I'm writing. I'm just, you know, shorthand jotting... Yeah, things yeah, down yeah. without looking down keeping my eyes on the screen they ain't going anywhere 